All right, I will say good morning, good morning. Let us begin. Bar Hashem, a beautiful week of Masech is getting ahead of us. And thank you to Rabbi Kalman Akiva for giving Shir on Shabbos. To Rabbi Yermi Malevsky for giving Shir on Sunday. And Amir Hashem, it is a great success to be back with everyone today. So our Shir is dedicated today by our Tamil Torah responses for the month of Menachem Mav Benjamin and Elise Wall. From Natanya Eretzisov for dedicating all the Shirim and Joshos this month in honor of Moshe Abramson and Jeremy Lassen for making the Shirim available to all of those beyond the confines of our physical base medrash. Mr. Jack Bennett, in memory of Sergeant Nikolai Rapport of the Givati Brigade, who died in a Hezbollah ambush in southern Lebanon on February 7th, 1998. And our week of learning sponsors, Nathan and Beth Adler, in memory of Ben Adler, Sichron Lebracha Chavar, Baruch Mordechai Ben Moreno Rav Nasan, on the occasion of his twenty of his first Yarset, excuse me, on the twenty third of Av, we hope that in the merit of our Tamatora, all of the Nisham Slav and Aliyah and the families in Khamrabosa. With that, let us begin. Today's daf is Pei Gimel, eighty-three. And we are picking up Amir Sashem on Pei Gimel at the two dots, nine lines down right, two, four, six, eight. Yeah, last word on the eighth line, well effectively nine lines down. We also I'm sorry, also dedicate our learning. In the Schusser Fushlim and for Zechariah Dov Ben Peril Shira. We hope this little boy has a tremendous refuah together with Kol Chole Yisrael. And I want to give a special welcome back, a Baruch Habal, to Dr. Ron Gartenhaus, who is joining us on Zoom this morning. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Rofei Cholim. Continue refuah, Gizunt, and Haslacha, Mevesim Shanim Tovos. Let's with that, let us begin. A lot to do today. Tan Rabbanon. La'acha Petirasa Shabalazar. After Rabbi Elazar passed away, so I'll say, so remember again, we started, we had the great schos on Shabbos, uh, not Shabbos, yesterday, to begin the new parak, and the, the Mishnah recorded the position of, I'm sorry, Rabbi Eliezer. So remember again, all centered on one core case. A man divorces his wife, and he says to his wife, Hariat mutaras lechol adam ela leploni. You are divorced, you are permitted to every man except for ploni except for a certain individual. Rabbi Eliezer Paskin, the halacha l'maysa, ultimately, again, it's a good gerishin. Again, we saw in yesterday's daf, again, two different explanations for the position of Rabbi Eliezer on a most basic level, using the basic drush of Eliezer Paskin's v'yotza v'haysa li'ish acher. Ultimately, Rabbi Eliezer says, the Paskin says by gerishin, husband will divorce her and she'll be permitted to another man. Rabbi Eliezer's position is, as long as she is permitted to at least one other man, Ultimately, again, Gerashin is good. Chachamim disagree. Chachamim say that divorce cannot place any restrictions on the marriage pool of the divorced wife. And if it does, ultimately, again, that is an ineffective divorce. So the Mara says as follows. It's incredible. After Abel passed away, four elders, four elders came to refute his halachic position. Who were they? Eluhein, Rabbi Yosef Lili, Rabbi Tarfin, Rabbi Eli, Rabbi Lozer ben Azariah, Rabbi Akiva. Supposedly, that because it's incredible. After after he died, no one started up with Rabbi Eliezer when he was alive, right? But Lamaisa, after he died, they then came in to go ahead and refute his uh, his positions. Thank you so much, Rashi. Thank you. So the Gemara says as follows. I'm just going to plug this back in also. Now the Gemara is going to go through all four of the refutations. Now Rabbi Tarfin. So Rabbi Tarfin said as follows, So I'll say, so remember again, Rabbi Eliezer of the position that 
If a man says to a woman, Hariat Migureshes, right? Hariat Muteres Lechol Adam Chutz Miploni. You are divorced from me and you can marry anyone except for so and so. So and so. So remember again, Rabbi Leazar says, it's good, good Gerish. And come on, Rabbi Tafri Tafri, let's analyze this. Imagine we'll say for a moment like this. Ruben is divorcing Rachel and he says to Rachel, you can marry anyone you want except for Shimon. Except for Shimon. Fine. So what happens? Now Rachel goes and she marries Shimon's brother Levi. Good. Now Levi dies without children. Levi dies without children. And what happens? So the Gemara says, so what was it? So now Levi dies without children. What's Rachel's status? What's Rachel's status? She's Yivama. Who does she have to do Yivam with? Who does she have to do Yivam with? Shimon. Who's Shimon? Who's Shimon? The man that she is prohibited to marry. So it turns out, says Rabbi Tarfin, that what's going to happen as a result of Ruvain's Tanai, as a result of his condition, he has uprooted a mitzvah min HaTorah. He has uprooted the biblical obligation of Yibam, which of course is an impossibility. Impossibility. Now let's say the fact that Ruvain's divorce from Rachel uproots a biblical, a potential biblical obligation of Yibam later on down the road shows us that what? That this divorce is not a real krisos. Let's remember again. The concept of divorce, the concept of divorce is davar hakoris beino lebeina. So gerush and divorce is a severance of the marital relationship. If the marriage is not fully severed, then by definition, it's not a divorce. So what Rabbi Tarfin is coming to say is, Rabbi Eliezer, you, you must be wrong. The ability for a husband to say, you can marry anyone except one guy, one guy, essentially leaves them connected in a variety of possible ways. He gives one example of how that could happen, right? So fine, Rachel complies with the directive, doesn't marry Shimon, marries Shimon's brother, Levi. Levi dies without children. Rachel now can't go ahead and do Yibam with Shimon because if she were to do Yibam with Shimon, then what would happen? What would happen? She would undermine her divorce. What does that show you? What does that show you? that the marital bond between Rachel and Ruvain was never fully severed by the divorce. Next. Next. Now Rabbi Yosek Lili. Rabbi Yosek Lili comes along. And he, he's, not Rabbi Yosek means he answers up. He wants to say, say Rabbi Yosek, you're incorrect. Vamar. Where do we ever see in the Torah that one person is mutter to someone and usher to someone else? Rather, the Gemara says, Either you're prohibited or you're permitted. Right? Either you're prohibited, prohibited to everyone, mutter to everyone. So therefore, again, says the fact that Rachel is permitted to everyone else, but go, can't go ahead and marry Shimon, indicates to us that this is not a proper krisos, not a proper ending of the marriage. Next. By the way, we're going to go through each four, we're going to go through each one of these in greater depth in just a moment. Now, Rabbi Lozab Ben Azar, Rabbi Lozab Ben Azar, he said, "Vamer, Krisos Davra Karis Ben Olabina." Both say again, this is more more basic contradiction. What 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 is what is a get? A get is a sacred Krisos, a book of division. It is something that fundamentally divides and more importantly ends the marital bond between husband and wife. So obviously in this case over here, Ruvain, the husband or the ex-husband, is retaining some hold over his wife 
by legislating who she can and she can't marry. So the Halamarita Shain Zephisos, Narabi Kiva. Rabbi Akiva comes along and he says, Vahari, Vahamar, Hari Shaholcha Zuvenisis Lachamarasha. Let's listen to this case. So imagine the following situation. Right? Ruben divorces Rachel. He says to Rachel, You can marry anyone you want except Shimon. Fine. So Rachel goes to marry someone else. She marries, she marries, she marries Levi. Vahayula Banim. And now what happens? And now she had children with Levi. Vinis Amala Onis Garsha. And either she's divorced or she's widowed from Levi, her second marriage. Vahamda Menisis Lazan. Then she decides she wants to marry Shimon. So the Gemara says, Shinesra, I love, Lo Nimsa get bottle, but I'm Amzerim. So I say, What would happen then if after Levi dies, let's after Levi dies, she decides to marry Shimon? So I say, What happens if she marries Shimon? What happens? Then ultimately, again, she's in violation of the conditions of the get. And then it turns out that what? That retroactively, the children she had with Levi are Mamzerim. What do you see from Jose? First wide line, Halamarata, Shein Zechrisos. I will say, they're all pointing to the same idea over here, which is that, obviously, the fact that Ruvain retains this level of control and can have this level of impact after the divorce has been offered indicates to us that it's not a real pisos. It's not a real division. It's not a real ending of the marriage. Dover Acher, and I will say, Rabbi Akiva offers up two refutations of the position of Elazar, of Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer, Dover Acher, Harisha Haya Zesh, and Esra, I love Cohen, Imagine for a moment if when Ruben is divorcing Rachel, he says you can marry anyone you want, right? You're permitted to anyone except for Shimon. Now imagine for a moment Shimon is a Kohen. Shimon is a Kohen, okay. Umeis Hamagarish. And I will say, imagine for a moment now, now what happens? So Ruben, the husband, dies. He does, dies. Lo nimseis amona etzlo o grusha etzokhaladam. Technically speaking, she would be a grusha vis-a-vis the Kohen, vis-a-vis Shimon. And, sorry, she would be an Amana, a widow, vis-a-vis, vis-a-vis um, Shimon, this guy who, who her husband appointed to, or Grusha Yitzhakaladam, but she's a Grusha, ultimately by everyone else. The Kavach Homer, the Kamei Kavach Kavach Homer, Uma Grusha, she Kala Asura, Bishil Getzad Gerish and Sheba. So I will say, again, the prohibition of Grusha, which is a generally, a relatively, we'll call it, light prohibition, right? More, more, more moderate prohibition when it comes to the Kuhuna. Yet, Asura Bishil Sad Gerish in Sheba, ultimately, again, she is Asura to the coin because she's a Grusha. So, Eishes Ish, sorry, Eishes Ish Shi Chamura, Lakol Shekin, Avisha will say the prohibition of Eishes Ish, which is the prohibition which remains when Ruven says to Rachel, you can marry anyone you want except for Shimon, in this case, Shimon is a coin, which means that vis a vis Shimon, Rachel is still considered to be married. You see from here, from the fact that there is some residual prohibition of ish of married woman, vis-a-vis Shimon, indicates to us what? That halacha lemaisa, it's not a full krisos. So I will say, these are the, so, okay, we're going to go through all, we're gonna, now we're going to go through all four of them again, a bit more in depth. But these are the four contradictions that these individuals raised on the position of Rabbi Ali Essen. And I will say, bottom line, they all, they all go ahead and they all center on a core concept, which is leaving a, leaving a provision in a get that says, you are muteras to all men except, we're calling him Shemin, is a fundamental lack of krisos, right? Krisos means again, literally kores, right? It divides, it ends. 
the whole chap of a get is that it ends the marital bond. Wherein lies the greatest manifestation of the cessation of the marital bond in that the now divorced woman could marry anyone she wants. If, if a get doesn't allow for that, then by definition it is missing the core principle of Chrysos. Now each of them developed this in different ways, but that is their core contradiction, or that is their core problem with the position of Rabbi Eliezer and Mishnah. Good. So we'll say now after everyone, now after everyone kind of said over their contradictions. So we'll say we are now in the wide lines, one, two, three, four lines into the wide lines. Amr Rabbi Yeshua, Ein Mashivin Es Ha'ari La'achamisa. Rabbi Yeshua says, okay, Shkoyach everyone, Shkoyach everyone, that's great. You're all saying good. Literally, again, you cannot refute the lion after his death. You can't refute the lion after his death. Now we'll say, now what does this mean? What does this mean? So what's the chap with a lion? What's the chap with a lion? So we'll say, this is free advice, right? Don't start up with a lion, right? Why not? Why not? If you start up with a lion, chances are, chances are, he's going to attack back. Rashi says there is something amazing. Rashi says, Supposed to listen to this. Rabbi Yeshua essentially is like this. You cannot refute Rabbi Eliezer after his death. Why not? It's not fair. What's not fair? If Rabbi Eliezer was alive, he would have the chance to defend himself. Now that he's dead, you could go ahead and put forward whatever contradictions you want, and he is not here to defend himself. So therefore, Rabbi Yeshua says, I hear all of the points. You cannot refute the lion after his death. Amar Rava. So Rava said, by the way, Rava says, by the way, I just want to tell you, all of the refutations offered themselves could be refuted, except for the position of Rava Loza ben Azari, which we'll discuss. Remember again, Rabbi Loza ben Azari was actually the simplest. Remember again, what was his reputation? He was the simplest idea. What was his idea? What was his idea? Sefer Christos. Sefer Christos. A get. Again, it's so intuitive. So intuitive. What is a get? A get is something that ends a marriage. That ends a marriage. I say, what is the telltale sign? Right? What, what's, what's, what's the litmus test as to whether or not the marriage is over? What's the litmus test? Is she permitted to other men? Okay, so if the answer is yes, they're divorced. If the answer is no, they're not divorced. So Rabbi Eliezer ben Azari says, Rabbi Eliezer ben Azari says, Rabbi Eliezer, what are you talking about? If Reuben says to, if Reuben says to Rachel, his wife, you are divorced, you're permitted to everyone except Shimon, that's not divorced. What is that called? What is that called? I guess we call it like a really bad fight, right? Right? But but Lamaisa, that's not divorced. That's not divorced. So therefore, again, Rabbi says all of the other refutations actually themselves can be refuted, except for the position of Rabbi Laza ben Azariah. So let's go. So Amar, so let's say now we're going to go through all of them again. Amar, nine Rabbi Tarfan Amar. What did Rabbi Tarfan say? Rabbi Tarfan wanted to refute Rabbi Eliezer by saying the following. He was the Zivamer. Remember again, what did we have? So Rabbi Tarfan wanted to say like this. Imagine for a moment, Ruben says to Rachel, you're divorced and you're muteras to any man except to accept Shimon. So fine, Rachel complies. What does she do? She marries Levi, Shimon's brother. What happens? Levi dies. 
without children. Now I will say, it turns out that Rachel has to do what? Rachel has to do Yibam. With who? With who? With Shimon, the man to whom she was prohibited. Now obviously she can't. Right? According to Rabbi she can't. Rabbi, Rabbi Eliezer, she can't. Because if she does so, then she fundamentally negates her get. So it turns out that what? Lorim Sazet, Oker Davramin HaTorah. Ultimately, also, what do you see from here? That Ruvain, through his condition, has uprooted a biblical obligation. And Rabbi Tarifun sees that like as, a, as an untenable approach. Oker, so I'll say again, I wouldn't call that uprooting. Ihu Oker, Elamasne Laakar Davramenator. You're right. Ruvain didn't actively uproot anything, but rather he made a condition that resulted in the uprooting of a biblical obligation. Masne. Is he making a condition? So, so we'll say again, it's not like Reuven told her you have to marry the brother of the guy I prohibited you to. Okay, so we'll say, so fine. In other words, what Rabbi Tafra is really saying is Reuven, through the condition that he imposed on the get, is causing a biblical mitzvah to be uprooted. All right. So we'll say, so. So now, the, remember, now we're, we are refuting the refutation of Rabbi Tarfan. Rabbi Tarfan, who says you can't necessarily do something that may result in the uprooting of a mitzvah? After all, Elameata, Bas Achiv, Lo Yisa, Shem Yamus, Below Banim, Venim, Tsegar, Lakar, Dominatora. So I'll say, listen to this. So remember, I will say, Halach al back to Ayyavam's days. A man is allowed to marry his niece. A man is allowed to marry his niece. Right, so, say, so imagine you have two brothers, Reuven and Shimon, right? And Reuven, right, Reuven marries Shimon's daughter, Mutter Aser, Mutter Aser, right, Mutter. Now, we'll say, now, isn't a union like that setting you up for the uprooting of a mitzvah of Yibum? Because imagine for a moment, Reuven marries Shimon's daughter, right, his brother's daughter, his niece, and now Reuven dies without children. So what happens? Reuven's widow, would Reuven's widow, falls to Yibom for Shimon. Only one problem, which is, which is, Shimon is her father. So now you have a daughter falling to her father, Tibam. We actually have this case. We have this case. Now again, we'll say, so what's the Allah? By the way, what's the Allah in that case? What's the Allah in that case? There's nothing. There's no Yibom, there's no, there's no Mitzvah. Now both sides, we don't say that such a union is prohibited because it could lead to the uprooting of Yibom. Rather, we recognize that certain permitted marriages ultimately may end up for whatever the reason. Just telling you having no mitzvah. So the Gemara says, Hainu So you see, Rabbi Tarfan is wrong. Right? Rabbi Tarfan's whole premise was, Rabbi Eliezer, you must be incorrect because according to you, there could be a situation where Rachel could be in a marriage that would lead to the uprooting of the mitzvah of Yibam. So what? So what? We allow marriages that ultimately result in the potential uprooting in the midst of Vibo. Next, what's the case? We'll say now this is hearkening back, hearkening back to yesterday's daf. Remember again, we had the Machlokas in the Mishnah about what are we talking about? Are we talking about again, Chutz or Almanas? If you're talking about it's a case of Chutz where he said except Mishra Shara Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Sar, Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer holds that Chutz works, the Sanyo. Rabbi Eliezer agrees in a case where a man divorces his wife and he says to you, Mutaris to any man except for so-and-so. And she goes and she marries someone from the marketplace. 
Vinis Armala Onis Garsha, and then she's divorced or widowed from that second marriage. Shemuteres Lazet Shenesra Alav. That she becomes per- permitted to the man to whom she was permitted. I will say, we're going to talk about this on, on the days because this is actually like a fascinating idea that Rabbi Eliezer holds. So let's listen to this. In a case where Ruin says to Rachel, you are permitted to every man, Hariak Mutaras Lecholadam, Chutz Miploni, except for Shimon. Rachel complies. She marries Levi. Levi dies or divorces her. After the dissolution of marriage number two, she can go back and marry Shimon. Now we'll discuss why that is. We'll discuss why that is. Ella ba'amanas. Rabbi, you have to say he's talking about a case of amanas. Fine. Next. Now Rabbi Yosei Elili. So we'll say now we're going to refute the refutation Rabbi Yosei Elili. What does Rabbi Yosei Elili say? Va'amar hecha matzino asur lazeh umotu lazeh ha'asur asur lakol va'amotu umotu lakol. So we'll say. So this is actually probably the most intriguing of all. And Rabbi Yosei says, "I'll tell you why, Rabbi Eliezer, you're wrong." Right? Rabbi Eliezer. Remember what did Rabbi Eliezer say? A man could say to his wife. You are divorced, and you are hereby permitted to every man except for Shimon. Except for Shimon. Rabbi Yosef says, it doesn't work that way. If you're usher, you're usher to everyone. And if you're mutter, you're mutter to everyone. Right? There's no usher to this, mutter to this. And where says, really? After all, vahari truma v'katshim But it's not true. Life is filled with things that are usher to this one and mutter to this one. Look at truma. Right? Truma is permitted to a Kohen and permitted to everyone else. Kachim, permitted to a Kohen, permitted to everyone else. Tushimura says, one second. Okay, we're not talking about you. We're talking about, again, when a woman is Asr. Either a woman is going to be Asr to everyone or Mutter to everyone. Is that true? Bahari Arayos. What about Arayos? We'll say, right? Immoral relationships. In Arayos cases, again, we'll say, again, if Reuven has a sister, so that woman is prohibited to him, but is permitted to Shimon. So you see, Krishna says, you're right. Be'ishos kaminon. We're talking about the website in marriage, right? When there is an Isser created in marriage, ultimately, again, either a woman is permitted to everyone or permitted to everyone. There is no quasi-status. To which the Gemara says, um, That's not true. Look at the case of marriage. We'll say, a married woman herself is the biggest example of this, right? Why? We'll say, what's that's a married woman? She's, pro- she's permitted to, she's permitted to, her husband, right? And she's prohibited to everyone else. So this is a perfect example of one woman who is permitted to one person and permitted so again, life is filled with these kind of examples. I will say, of muteres lazu asru lazu, to which the Umar says, Hanu You're right. That is the very refutation of Yosei Alili. Rabbi Yosei Alili, marriage itself represents a status of someone being permitted to one and asura to everyone else. So the Gemara says, Umay, by the way, how does Rabbi Yosef Alili set up the case? <laughs> if it's a case of Amenas, Hari Hutra et Slo Biznos. So I say, technically speaking, Amenas only prohibits marriage, doesn't prohibit Biznos. Ella Bechotz. Fine. Now Rabbi Akiva. So I remember again, Rabbi Akiva raised two refutations to the position of Rabbi Eliezer. So now Rabbi Akiva va'amar, Hari Shahal Chazu, Venises la Echamina Shok. So we give us like this. So imagine for a moment, same case. Well, it's all the same case. Remember, everyone is going on Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer say, Ruvain is divorcing his wife Rachel. Marry anyone you want except Shimon. Fine. Rachel complies. 
she goes and she marries Levi. All right. She has children with Levi. Finis Amala on his Garsha, and now Levi dies, or they divorce. And now Rachel decides to go marry Shimon. She says, Go marry Shimon. We'll say, What happens? Ultimately, we'll say, So what happens then if after being married to Levi, having children with Levi, she decides to go ahead and marry, marry, and marry Shimon? It turns out now that she's in violation of the Tanai. Her get is bottle. And it turns out that the children she had with Levi are now Mamzerim. To which the Gemara says, to which the Gemara says, but one second. So, uh, I'm sorry. So I'll say, so again, so therefore, based on this, Rabbi Kiva wanted to say, you see that it's not Chrysos. You see the fact that, that Ruven has such a hold on Rachel. Even now, Rabbi says, she's in marriage number three. And Allah, Allah, he could dictate, he could impact the status of her children. And her status shows that that wasn't a real get. To which the Gemara says, one second, Ihari, Bekulu tonight, Da'alma Nabi Lotinsov, Domalama Kamalayla Tanavanim said, Get, Get, Batlo Banam Amzerim. To which the Gemara says, Well said, but remember again, here's the problem. Rabbi Akiva, you can make this argument with any Tanai. Right? They will say, Anytime you attach a Tanai ultimately to a Get, there's always the, there's always the, the fear that non compliance with Tanai at some time later on could retroactively void the get and could ruin children from an already permitted marriage. To which the Umar says, Ultimately, again, you're right, that is the refutation of Rabbi Akiva. Ubimai, what's the case? If you're talking about a case of Chutz, Mishra Sharab Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer holds that a case of Chutz works. The Sanya, Rabbi Eliezer, Magari so as we just mentioned this before, Rabbi Eliezer agrees in the case that even where he says, and then she goes and she marries someone else, and then she's divorced or widowed from that second marriage, that she is now permitted to go back and marry Shimon. Rather, you have to say he's talking about a case of Almanas. Good. And I remember again, Rabbi Akiva himself, Rabbi Akiva himself advanced two refutations. The second one was, we'll say three lines up from the bottom, Pei Gimel Amit Aleph. Dover Acher, Hare Shahaya Zeshanasra Alav Kohen, Umeis, Umeis, Hamagarish. So we'll say, and I remember again, Rusein, oh, remember, all, we're all going to Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says, remember Ruvain says to Rachel, Hare At Mutaras Lechol Adam, I'm divorcing you, you are permitted to every man except for Shimon. Shimon is a Kohen. Shimon is a coin. So now what happens? Umei Samagarish, and imagine for a moment, Ruvain, the man who divorces Rachel, dies. Bonim says, Amana etzlo grusha etzokoladam. She is considered to be an Amana vis-a-vis Shimon the coin, and a grusha vis-a-vis everyone else. The Kavachomer. Uma grusha she kava asura mishum sad gerushin sheba. So grusha, which is a relatively, a relatively light, right, more lenient prohibition by Kahuna, yeah, she is a surtim. So the Gemara says, "Aishas ish chamura lo kol shekain." Aishas ish, which is much more chamur, all the more so. Now, we'll say, now remember again what Rabbi Akiva essentially was saying was the fact that there is a residual prohibition of aishas ish vis-a-vis the kohen indicates to us that there is not a complete krisos. Ubimai, what's the case? Ilema ba'amanas. If it's a case of amanas, we'll say amud beis, amud beis. So hari grusha etzlo, hari grusha etzlo. Hari Grusha Eslo Biznos. 
Rather, you have to say, ultimately, it's talking about a case of Znos. For Rabbi Akiva, Ichutz Sviralei. I'm sorry. Good. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva, Ichutz Sviralei, Lo Sivchutz. Vyamanas Sviralei, Lo Sivamanas. Rabbi Akiva, I don't understand. If it's a case of Chutz, ultimately answer it up. And if it's a case of Amanas, answer it up. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva heard two different interpretations about how to set up the case. Mr. Gemara says, um, um, sorry. So Rabbi Akiva, And I will say, ultimately, again, there's a Pircha, there's a Pircha, there's a way to refute each of those positions. Umay Pircha, so the Gemara says, if you want us the pircha, if you want to say that in general the pircha is that the iser kahuna is just a different kind of iser, so ultimately again Rabbi Eliezer also learns out from an iser kahuna. So to which the Gemara says, Rabak Rabbi Yana Mishum Zaken Echad Kamasni. Fine. So we'll say so ultimately. Fine. So we'll say so. Therefore, again, the Gemara just answers up over here that Raba held like Rabbi Yanai, who taught this over, taught this case over in the name of a Zakin Echad. So we'll say, let's just bring this together. Now that we kind of have all the four refutations, here's what we have, just to know the structure. Structure is like this, right? Number one, we have Machlokis in the Mishnah. What's Machlokis in the Mishnah? Man says to a woman, Hari I'm divorcing you. You are permitted to every man with the exception of Ploni, right? With the exception of Shimon. Shabbosai, is such a get a valid get? Rabbanon, Rabbanon, invalid. Rabbi Eliezer, valid, right? What's Rabbi Eliezer's logic? How can you say such a get is valid? Remember, two answers. Let's just go with the second one. The Pasik says, the Yatsa, Pasik Bagerishin, the Yatsa, Bahaisa Leish Acher. She will leave her husband's home and she'll be permitted, she'll go to another man. Rabbi Eliezer says essentially, as long as a get from permits her, to at least one other man, good to go. Good to go. The Gemara says, after Rabbi Eliezer died, four sages came in to refute his position. Rabbi Tarfin, Rabbi Yosef Lili, Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah, Rabbi Kibrait, you're so tempted to say, Shahiyah Mesubin, the Bnei Brak, right? But no, different story, right? So ultimately, again, these four Rabbanim come in to refute the position of Rabbi Eliezer. Here's what I want to point out. All four of the refutations all center on the same basic theme, mm-hmm. which is what? It's not Chrysos. Not Chrysos. Three out of the four, three out of the four, go ahead and illustrate this by bringing up a different case. What the Gemara now proves is that three of those four, three of the four refutations themselves could what? Could be refuted, with the exception of Osayev one, who was Rabbi Loza ben Azariah. Because Loza ben Azariah said a Pashat refutation. What was his Pashat refutation? The Torah calls the get a safer Christos. This is not a safer Christos, right? For an ex-husband to hold on to, to hold, to be able to limit who his wife can marry, that's not safer Christos. And that's why I will say again, Rava said, uh, Rava, yeah, Rava said, all, everyone over here, three out of the four can be refuted, except Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria, right? He's the only position that cannot be refuted. Good. So I will say that's the end of the sugya. I, I, I will tell you, I will say, you, you know, you know how this comes out, right? In other words, we paskin like Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, because we paskin like the Chacham in the Mishnah. That's how the Ramah Pasch, Paskins. If a husband goes ahead and says, this is your get, chutz mi ploni, that is an ineffective get. That is an ineffective get. 
Now, listen, now here's what's interesting. There's two different... I'll just, I'll just mention this. Two, actually... Uh, fine, fine, fine. Greg told me to go. That's what I'm doing, right? So I'll, say, so, so I'll just mention this to you now how this works. So just to Allah, we pass like Drabana. So therefore, you cannot stipulate, a man cannot stipulate who his wife can and cannot marry after divorce. And if he does so, that is, that is an ineffective garrison. Now, the way the Rambam phrases this case is actually something very interesting. The Rambam says it's like this. See, we're assuming right now, Ozai, that we're, the, we're where is, where, how is this condition being conveyed? How is it being conveyed? Verbally. See, Ozai said, the good news is, watch this. So imagine Ruven gives Rachel a get. He says, Rachel, this is your get, right? This is your get, Mazel Tov, right? This is your get. And as he's giving it to her, he says, this is your get. Right? And he gives her the get. He gives her the get. The Ramam says, ineffective garrison. The good news is, because this condition is not written in the get, what can he do? What can he do? She can give it back to him, right? And he could give it again without the Tanai. And giving it again without the Tanai, ultimately again, will make a good garrison. So that, that, that's the good news in this. As opposed to, because like, you could have a version of this, where this is written in the get. If it's written in the get, then nothing doing. The get itself becomes invalid and obsolete. Where the condition is verbal, the good news is taking the get back and re-giving it ultimately could result in a valid divorce. All right, let's go weiter. Says there's some great Gemara out of us. So Gemara goes weiter. So Amr Lahan Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, now again, Rabbi Yeshua essentially says, guys, great points. Great points, all four of you, excellent points. You can't refute the lion after he is dead. As you say, also, if you think about it, it's such a, it's such a profound statement. means, say, you know, sometimes in life, you could be right, but you can't change circumstances. Right? We all face situations like this where I'm really, I'm correct, I'm correct, but the circumstances are what they are, and they cannot be altered. So for many of us, this is a very, these are frustrating moments in life because we, keep want, to, we want to keep espousing our correct kite. Right? I want to just, but, but, I, but I'm right, but I'm right, but I'm right, but it should be like this. But it should, you're right. It should be like this. I'm not debating. You are 100% correct. He'll say, but sometimes circumstances in life are what they are, and they cannot be changed no matter how correct you may be. And it's and I will say so it's fascinating. But Yeshua says, you, you might be right. You might all be right. Excellent points. You can't refute the line after he's dead. Rabbi Eliezer is not here to defend himself. Were he here, maybe he'd be able to refute your refutations. And therefore, again, we can't overturn his possession. The way this makes it sound because Rabbi Yeshua himself holds like Rabbi Eliezer. Is that true? But Rabbi Yeshua himself also brought the kasha on, on the position of Rabbi Eliezer. So what's going on over here? So Rabbi Yeshua is saying to the other Rabbanim, you know what, I just want to tell you, I also have a pircha, I also have a kasha on the position of Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Yeshua says, listen, 
Guys, I'm with you. I'm with you. I also have a refutation of the position of Rabbi Eliezer, but both for you and for me, again, you can't go ahead and refute the lion after his death. By the way, what is Rabbi Yoshua's refutation? That's very interesting. The Sanya of Rabbi Yoshua, Makish called me Havia Shnia, the called me Havia Rishona. So let's listen to this. Rabbi Yakib, sorry, Rabbi Yoshua equates, I will say, her status before her first marriage to her status before her second marriage. How so? So they both say, because remember again, the Pasik itself, um, the Pasik itself says, Kiikach ish isha, right? And then it says, Vahaisali ish acher. So we'll say, so ultimately, again, the Torah itself, Torah itself equates, equates her status prior to her first marriage with her status prior to her second marriage. Now watch this. The Gemara says, so, Makish called me Avia Kishneel, called me Avia Rishona. Mak called me Avia Rishona, Delo Agida Be'ineshachrina. Just like before she gets married, she is not tethered to any other man. So to again, before her second marriage, ultimately again, she cannot be tethered to any other man. And therefore, if Reuven divorces her and he says to her, this is your get, and you are muteras l'chol adam chutz mishimin, what's effectively happening? She is tethered to her husband Reuven. So therefore again, the Gemara says, Rabbi Yeshua himself also had a kash on Rabbi Eliezer, but nevertheless, he told everyone, in you cannot go ahead and refute the lion after he is dead. Incredible. Now, I think Mar is going to go back and examine a statement that we mentioned before, which is quite interesting. So, Gufa, Moda Rabbi Eliezer ben Megarish Ishto, the Amr Lahari Akintaras the Khal Adam Chutzmi Ploni, Shvahalcha Venises Laacha Minashuk, Venis Armula Onis Garsha, Shemuteras Lazesh Neesra Alav. So, let's remember again, the Gemara said before, and this is actually quite fascinating. That apparently, Rabbi Eliezer agrees in the following case. Watch this. Ruvain says to Rachel, right, we're divorced, here's your get. Hari'at mutaris l'chol adam, chutz miploni. You are right, you are mutaris to anyone except for Shimon. Ruvain says this to Rachel. So fine, so what happens? So now Rachel goes and she marries Shimon. Totally someone unrelated. What happens? Shimon dies. Shimon dies. Now, after the death of Shimon, after again the dissolution of now her second marriage, so even Rabbi Eliezer agrees that Rachel could go back and marry Shimon. Fascinating, right? Shimon was the guy, remember again, who was the tonight, who was part of the tonight. So now, after the dissolution of her marriage to Levi, now she can go and she can marry Shimon. Okay, so what's, what's, what's the pshat? What is the pshat? Um, fine, okay, we'll catch good. So, the words, Heishiv Rabbi Shimon Alazar, Chuvaldir. So I'm sorry, Heishiv Rabbi Elazar, Heishiv Rabbi Shimon Bar Elazar, Tshuva L'divrei Rabbi Elazar, Tshuva L'divrei Rabbi Elazar, Hecha Matzinu, Shezeh Oser, Vezeh Matir. So I'll say, so, so what, what, what does this mean, right? Where do we ever see a case? Where do we ever see, so I'll say, so essentially what's happening over here, what's happening over here? So Ruvain, Ruvain is prohibiting Rachel from marrying Shimon, and now her marriage to Levi is permitting her, so to speak, to marry Shimon. So comes along Rabbi Shimon Elazar and says, I don't understand. Where do we ever find the case of where one person asserts something and another person could be matirate? 
Right? Isn't that effectively what's happening over here? Right? Reuben is saying to Rachel, you cannot marry Shimon. She marries Levi. And through her marriage to Levi, she's becoming permitted to marry Shimon. Where do we ever see a concept like that? That one person asserts something and another person comes along and matters it. We don't see that. What about the case of Yivama? The Baal Asa Oser, the Yavam Matir. I would say, isn't this a case of Yibum? Right? A husband dies, a husband dies, she is prohibited to marry anyone. Prohibited to marry anyone, right? except Yavam. And now, also ultimately, again, either after Yibum or Chalitza, let's say, let's say Chalitza, right? Ultimately, again, what happens? She's permitted to everyone. So you see a case of one person removing an Isra created by someone else. Hasam. Yavam Luka Asrala. That's not true. It's not the husband who's prohibiting her. It's the Yavam. Because we'll remember again, it's only essentially it's only the existence of the Yavam that prohibits the Yavama, right? If a husband dies and there is no surviving brother, then what's your status? What's your status? What's your status? What's your status? She's permitted to anyone. It's only the existence of the Yavam that prohibits her. So therefore the same Yavam that prohibits her. Is also the same Yavam that permits her. I. What about the case? The Gemara says, "Hari Nidarim." What about Nidarim? Did know their Oser the Chacham Matir? I will say, listen to this. Right, a person takes a neder. Right, background. A person takes a neder. So I will say, what can you? You can go to the Chacham for Ataras Nidarim. So here again, I made the neder. I made the neder. And what I will say, who who permits the neder? Who permits it? The Chacham. So here you see a case of one person creating Isser. Another person lifting it. That's not true. But remember again, what does a chacham do? A chacham helps you find. Chacham is like a therapist. Right? You say, so right, a good therapist doesn't tell you what to do. What does a good therapist do? What does a good therapist do? A good therapist helps you find answers that are within you. What does a chacham do? A chacham doesn't really permit anything for you, although it's not really true, a chacham can. But the mice again, a chacham often helps you find the charata within yourself. What does the chacham do? Chacham says, tell me, you made the nether, you made the nether not to eat meat. Had you realized that this was going to impact your Shabbos suda, would you have ever made this nether? And I say, of course not. That's charata. So ultimately, it's not the chacham ultimately going ahead and being matched to the nether. Rather, it's, well, it's the chacham helping me Finding the charata. I hari hafaras habal. Diisha. Well, what about the fact that a husband has the ability to annul his wife's nedarim? Diisha nedaris babal mefar. So I'll say so again. That's a pretty. That's a pretty clear case of one person creating iser, another person negating it. The gemara says hasam kidra pinchas ushe derava. Don't write pinchas ushe derava. So I'll say it's different. It's different. Well, so whenever a woman makes a nedar, she always makes a nedar. She always makes another based on what I will say. Based, a woman knows. A woman knows that her husband has ultimate revocation power. So whenever a woman makes another, she always makes another with the understanding of if my husband wants this, then it'll work. If my husband doesn't want it, it won't work. It won't work. So therefore, alochalamaisa, alochalamaisa is considered to be that she's making it al das her husband. Well, see, I'll just I'll just mention to you. The statement of Rabbi Yochanan caught me very much uh, as I was looking at the daf last night. I'm sorry, Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says, "In chacham matir klum el becharata." She will say, "Maybe it's because maybe it's because we're we're almost on the cusp of chodesh elul." It's, it's it's actually it's it's scary to say it. No, it's hard to it's hard to imagine. 
that like uh, really in just in just a week a week from this Thursday a week from this Thursday night this Rosh Chodesh is incredible. So I think that there's a powerful message in those words. In Chacham Matir Klom. See, I say at the end of the day. At the end of the day, that a Chacham, right? A Chacham wants to be Matir himself. Right? Every person wants to be Matir. Right? I want to be Matir. I want to give myself a heter for it, a heter for a second chance. So what's all, what do all of us want out of life? Second chance, 27th chance, 5,721st chance, right? I just always want another chance. So I will say, interestingly enough, what the perhaps what the Yochan is saying is like this. So in order, what do you need in order to have your second chances or your third or fourth, whatever number I'm up to? You cannot be matir, you cannot permit yourself a second chance unless, of course, you're willing to start Ella Bicharata. Unless, of course, you're willing to undergo the process of remorse. Shiva said, second chances just require one simple thing to get started remorse for what has or hasn't happened up until this point in time. And remorse is very difficult, because often what, what many of us want is the ability to have a second chance without having to face the past in any way. And that you can't do. That you can't do. You want a, you want a fresh start? You can have as many fresh starts as you want, as long as you're willing to acknowledge that what happened before is not the right way to live my life. If I'm willing to engage in that type of life honesty, if I'm willing to engage in that charata, and to say, okay, you know what, that didn't work, that wasn't good, then ultimately, again, you could have the new chance. Failure to face the past prevents me from new beginnings. And I also think that's what's embedded in the words. Rabbi Yochanan says, a chacham understands, ein chacham mat klum. A chacham cannot permit himself the beauty of a new beginning Unless, of course, he's willing to be brave enough to have remorse for what was. Acknowledge that the way I've done things has not worked up until this point, and that brave acknowledgement opens the door to new beginnings. All right, we'll have to stop over here for today. Shkoyach.